Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Ren Pod. Um, this week, I'm actually on my own um, because uh, I don't know. It's just recording, um, and I was just gonna talk to you guys. Uh, so this is just gonna be a good, a good little, um, a good little chit chat. Not really. It's gonna be us talking about animation uh, and what shows I'm watching, what shows you guys might want to watch and check out and see what's going on, and um, maybe I don't know. You might decide uh, to check out these shows, just like I check out these shows. But that's up to you, dude. Um, or do that. I don't know. That's your biz. So, yeah. Uh, before we get started, um, don't forget to, I guess whatevs follow this uh follow this podcast subscribe to it or whatevs why do i sound like a skater this week that's crazy it's late at night it's like 11 30 at night when i'm recording this right now um i've taken a nap i never take a nap so i feel weird like i fell asleep um because i was watching uh gba smr video and it was just meant to be it was just meant to be an interesting thing. I was like, "Oh, let me see what's going on here." And then I was asleep, and I woke up, and it was uh, it was a uh, it was late at night. <laughs> so things uh, I took a nap. I don't, I don't usually take naps. It's throwing off my entire nighttime thing here. I usually stay up to like four a.m., go to bed, wake up at ten, stay up again, stay up till four again. And so this is really throwing me off. I'm rested, and it's not right. It doesn't feel right to me. Um, so that's why things are gonna be weird, I guess. So yeah, uh, follow the podcast on wherever you're listening to this right now, whether that be iTunes or uh, I don't know Google Podcast, Spotify, uh, Deezer, Podbean, whatevs, dude. Whatever you're listening to this on, dude, listen to Stitcher, Spreaker, I don't know. Whatever you're listening to this on, follow it, dude. Follow it. Follow it. Do your thing. Uh, hold on. Let's let's cut off this this freaking fan, huh? Because I know I don't know if you guys can hear. But I can hear it. Yeah, we're keeping it. We're keeping it raw here. We don't care. It's gonna be raw tonight. That's that sounds wrong. <laughs> that sounds super wrong. Um. So yeah, follow it. Uh, give a give it a rating, five stars, preferably. Um, and leave a review. Let me know what you think. Let me know. Uh. Let me know how much you like the show, or if there's something that uh that you think um you might want to change or a new layout or something like that really talk to me let me know what's going on um and don't forget to follow me on the social media platforms for like more content and stuff i'm actually getting back into putting up regular content around uh the different platforms um so you can follow me on twitter at morgan l brooks uh instagram at morgan l underscore brooks and then everywhere else at hidden time lord um so yeah this week uh, I just wanted to talk about like animation and then just shows that I'm watching and then answer a couple questions that I got uh, in the past little bit. Um, so, yeah, the reason why I'm talking about animation and I'm going to talk about this as well with uh, with Braulio, um pretty soon, I think probably next week. It'll probably be like a discussion um, about this because Code Lyoko, a show that everyone who follows me on the internet um, knows that I love. Um, I, I've said this for years. Uh, it's probably the it's the show that I watched the most um, besides like Legion of Superheroes or whatever. I watched Code Lyoko every day. Uh, when it was on Toonami and even after that, I mean, they had it on YouTube for a very long time. Uh, and I would go on there and just watch it. This is very interesting of a show. Um, and that just hit Netflix. So if you haven't watched it, go and watch it now so that you can be privy to the conversation that Bradley and I are going to have about this show and how good it is or how bad it is. I don't know. I don't know whether or not he's going to be a heathen yet, whether or not he's going to be a heretic uh and dislike this amazing show um and we're going to talk about a couple other things so like the the dexter news and you know the the dc comics news and the spider-man 3 stuff we're going to talk about all that type of stuff so listen to that episode this is mainly going to be kind of like what weird animation shows have i been delving into and what things would i suggest you guys watch because i i noticed a lot of you guys really did enjoy the uh the wizards of arcadia um episode where i just talked about that so 
let's get into it. Um, I've gone down the rabbit hole, not just of anime, but of actual like American or Canadian uh, animation uh, or French in the terms of Kodioko and Winx Club and a lot of things. I haven't watched Winx Club since like 2005, so don't make fun of me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I got into the show through when I was on Netflix and I was looking at Kodioko and then it has Netflix has that new like more like this function thing. And I clicked on that and I found this show called Zack Storm which I've never heard of this show and I don't know how I've never heard of this show because this show is supremely up my alley Um, along with like we'll get to like the Jurassic uh, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous show we'll get to uh, Fast and Furious Spy Racers we'll get to those and how up my alley those are but right now we're talking about Zack Storm and the Seven Seas uh, and how insanely not just good not just good this show is very good with like the it's a clever writing thing and it and it should be it's it's from the same um the same kind of production house as uh shows like um ben 10 uh generator rex which i love and a lot of people did not enjoy um what is it what is it a lot of like those cartoon network uh shows is from the same production house is executive produced by man of action so things like if you enjoyed uh what is it freaking um freaking, i think symbiotic titan had a little bit of something from man of action as well um pretty much any of those like ben 10 ish generator rex ish green lantern animated series thundercats that type of stuff from cartoon network in the early to mid 2000s and a little bit of the 2010s that was usually produced by man of action um i think they did a little bit with injustice as well or young justice sorry um (laughs) so they they mainly handle that type of thing and they do a very good job and they eventually branched out from cartoon network to kind of just do their own thing uh because you know they they wanted a little bit more control over certain stuff and they wanted to do certain uh stories and certain things on their own terms um which is cool you know creative it's the same thing that jendy tartikovsky did eventually you know where he went off and kind of did his own thing uh even though he was such a mainstay of cartoon network uh animation for a very long time you know samurai jack and you know uh whatever else that he did symbiotic titan definitely um which is more adult than i remembered as a kid um and i think he had a little bit to do with like uh billy and mandy and and certain things like that um but mainly everyone remembers him for uh, uh, Samurai Jack. Um, so what was I saying? <laughs> God dang, my brain, dude, my brain. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> right, man of, right, yes, man of action. Man of action went off to do the kind of their own thing. And it seems that they popped this show out from the uterus of their creativity. Um, why did I say that? What was that? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's insane. I'm leaving that in. That's hilarious. Um, I don't, I don't know. That's maybe I'll cut that out. Who's to say? You'll find out. You'll know. You'll know if you're listening to this. Uh, <laughs> I'm looped, dude. Jeez Louise. Um, so they pop this out. And this is clearly like, I don't know if anybody who's listening to this has heard of this. Tweet me or whatever, uh, or Instagram. I don't know. Send me something uh, on whatever social media you use. Send me something and say, hey, yeah, I've heard of that or I haven't heard of that. Like, I know about this thing or I don't know about this thing. Um, and you can phrase it in the terms of, you're an idiot. Of course, it's a great show. Or like, dude, I just found out about this. You're the king of recommendations. Or don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's your choice, man uh or lady um so yeah they this show is pretty much this it's been so long i just now got to the freaking <laughs> just now got to the summary of the show and what it's about god dang um so this show is about a kid named zach storm who's a surfer i don't i don't know i'm, I'm feeling like he's a grom uh, or a kook which anybody who doesn't know uh surfing is pretty much like it's like a poser you know um because the kid was surfing in jays uh and air forces so there's a lot of questions about this this dude's like and like a full 
cargo shorts hoodie setup. So there's a lot of questions about his merits as a surfer, but he lives on the beach and his dad is a surfer um, and he goes on a surfboard in Air Forces. So a lot of questions, but we'll call him a surfer for simplicity. <laughs> uh, he goes, he's, he gets on a surfboard. He steals his dad's uh, like puka shell necklace situation. You know, that all surfers have. Uh, <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> um, and he uh, and he goes out on the waves. And while he's out there, his dad warns him. He's like, hey, don't do that. It's dangerous. And the kid gets whisked away to the Bermuda Triangle. Where he becomes a captain of a pirate crew, which is which you might go. How did a the 13 year old or 14, 16, whatever. He's a teenager. How did a teenager become the captain of a pirate crew? Well, it's a pirate crew of other teenagers. So <laughs> and a 10 year old ghost, uh, <laughs> not a lot of questions are answered. Um, in terms of like how exactly the ship comes about or anything. I haven't gotten that deep. There's three seasons of the show. Haven't gotten that far yet, but, <laughs> but let me tell you, there's in this season one, not a lot of questions are answered about that. So there's a mystery box here. And I want to know where, where did the ship come from? How in the world has the ship just magically appeared? Why is it mostly mechanical? Why does it have rocket thrusters on it? There's a lot of questions that I have and not a lot of answers that I get. I like, I get that there's aliens or whatever. And there's like, you know, it's Bermuda Triangle. So there's weird crap all over the place. But like you telling me, you're telling me. <laughs> That there's just a boat with rocket thrusters and nobody stole that this whole time. It was just sitting in the ocean and nobody took it. It's a you, there's pirates apparently all over the place. And you're telling me nobody took this boat. OK. <laughs> OK, dude, whatever. Suspension of disbelief. Good time. Um, but it is a fun show and it's interesting. Um, so, yeah, out of uh, I'm just on season one right now, uh, but out of 10, I'd give it a solid 6.5. Bump that actually bump that up to a 7.2. I give it a 7.2 out of 10 on just a season one. I'll let you know in the future, uh, after I make it through the entire show, whether or not that changes because a show can definitely change uh, ratings depending on how its follow up seasons kind of come. You know, how it's like a like how a sequel to a movie uh, is never as good as the original, like that, like. Uh, except in certain cases like High School Musical 2, which is infinitely better than the original High School Musical, but High School Musical 3 is not as good as High School Musical 2. Like that. <laughs> or Camp Rock 2. Actually, I quite, I actually, I think I enjoyed Camp Rock 2, the final jam. I don't know. I'm not, I haven't seen it in a while. Um, <laughs> but speaking of follow-up seasons that were not as... Not where I thought they would be, I guess, um, would be the sequel or the, the second season of Fast and Furious Spy Racers. So the first season of Fast and Furious Spy Racers, I'm not going to say it was perfect. Uh, it was kind of generic and kind of um, your blatant action story mixed with a not really a romance plot, but... It, there was something there clearly clearly there was something there something as much as a romance as a fast and furious show can get i guess um it was that right so what season two does that season one honestly should have done uh season one didn't flesh out much of echo and um that's cisco that's the flash and their uh their their um their monster truck driving friend um as much as they did uh dom's cousin and oh yeah this is a this is a this is an animated show about fast and furious characters dom toretto's cousin um tony toretto how much more stereotypical name could he get you know tony toretto um tony toretto and his street racing crew who are a group of teenagers uh who are apparently the best street racers in the world and when did fast and furious become uh, go from being about criminal street racing and stealing dvd players to they're somehow 
superheroes for the government? When did that happen? When did that nonsense happen? What was that? And there's just casual threats by Dom where he's like, if something happens to my cousin, I'll murder you. <laughs> it's like, what is this? That's a government official, dude. You can't do that. At what point did that stop? When did that transition happen? I feel like I was left out of this. Um, I'm also, I don't watch Fast and Furious all the time. So I feel like I was definitely missing something. Um, but Dom Toretto's cousin uh, and his racing crew end up working for the government whilst racing cars. Which, uh, I mean, I guess it kind of works in the way of like the Fast and Furious movies have been a racing crew kind of working with the government since maybe the fifth one. I don't know. Whenever the rock came in, it kind of, I guess that transition happened. Um, I think, I don't know. I kind of got out uh, after Tokyo drift and I got back in for fast five and then I stopped watching again. And then I came back around fast and furious seven, but I don't really remember the plot of that. And then I got out again and then I came back for Hobson Shaw, which is beast. And I love that movie. Um, but outside of that, I'm telling you, I don't remember the plot of fast and furious. I know they're going to space next, and eventually I feel like it'll just be the Avengers inside of cars. Like when Spider-Man had the spider buggy, and then you were like, why does Spider-Man need a car? <laughs> What's the point of this? Why And why is this car a dune buggy? What doesn't make sense? That don't make no sense. Um, so it's pretty much that. And But I feel like they, they didn't flush out uh, Echo and, the, and their monster truck friend in season one while they were fleshing out, and they didn't really flesh out anyone except tony and uh tony's love interest um really too much girl from north carolina uh too much really uh, they did a very good job of fleshing out tony and the antagonist the main antagonist of the show that was very good uh although you never hear from him again after season one i don't think so because <laughs> they haven't seen him in, in at all in season two yet uh but they, they focused a lot on this guy's motivations and why he would come there and how similar he is to Tony. And then so unless he comes back in season two, that would kind of have been a waste that you could have spent flushing out Echo because season two, the reason why I say that it, it wasn't the best follow up is because season two kind of has this focus on deconstructing and breaking down Tony and making him somehow dumber than he was in season one in order to elevate Echo and the rest of the crew's characters to make them like seem smarter or something or somehow seem, I, I don't know. It, it just, it's, there was a better way to go about it. I think is, is what I'm saying. Um, because it's like you had a great way of showing like, yeah, Echo is better in wilderness situations and in survival situations than everybody, which they showed in season one perfectly well. Capitalize on that to where make it don't make me question why Tony is still the leader and Echo is not the leader of this crew. And that was my main problem with the show in season two. Season two made me question why Tony was the leader in the first place and why Tony was ever the leader of this crew when Echo was clearly smarter than him. Clearly, she knows more than him. Clearly, she's better at surviving than him. Clearly, she's better in, in high pressure situations than him. So why was he ever the leader of this crew? And it makes no sense because season two kind of brings his character down, deconstructs it, takes away his ability to uh, to focus, takes away his ability to survive, takes away his ability to listen to his team, takes away his ability to uh, communicate effectively with bad guys or their allies, you know, makes him foolhardy, prideful, and, uh, and way too stubborn for his own safety and for the safety of his quote-unquote family, who he's supposed to do everything for, yet at every turn, he puts them in danger. And that's not the markings of a good leader. So I don't know why they did that. Like, you know, like it, it doesn't seem to have a resolution other than to make it so that Echo takes more of a forefront in this season as opposed to season one, which you could have done that anyway without having to destroy the character of, of your main guy 
you could have clearly, you know, they, when they get lost in the woods, instead of having him be a clear idiot about it, just be like, hey, Echo knows more about wilderness stuff. Let's look and, let's listen to Echo. And then that shows that you do have a competent and reasonable leader who will listen to their team when they don't know as much as as a team member, because Echo clearly knows more. So a, a competent leader would listen to Echo and say, well, Echo knows more about wilderness because she was in the Girl Scouts. Echo knows more about running, uh, you know, running motorcycles in Rio because of X, Y, Z, which they don't explain why she's good at like stuff in Rio. They don't explain why, uh, why, uh, Frosty is good at Capoeira other than he can feel the beat, which is a lot of, there's a lot of things about that that are like, uh, okay, <laughs> Like, I get it. He's black and Hispanic, so you can feel the beat. And all of a sudden, he's good at capoeira. I get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> kind of funny. Not really funny. Um, <laughs> like, kind of funny, but not really funny. Like, it's not that funny of a joke, you know, for the, you know, whatever. Um, you know, like, like yeah, great. Um, but they don't explain, like, a lot of those things. And they kind of just, you know, they, they just leave it there for you to, I guess, try and fill in as you watch. But then you're looking at it and if you're analyzing it even a little bit, you're like, why in the world would they have let this guy lead them? He's an idiot. He's clearly an idiot. (laughs) They all have to save his butt at one time or another or constantly. And he overlooks all of them to save this girl who clearly is trying to kill them. (laughs) Why your actual family you know, your Dom Toretto style crew, who is your family in the Fast and Furious universe, is sitting here saying, hey, we got to take her in because she's clearly trying to kill us. And he's constantly saying, no, she's family. We can't take her in because she's family, even though she just tried to kill all of your family. And you knew her for about four days. And the last time you saw her, she betrayed you and ran off in a stolen car. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Get out of here, man. Get out of here. Um, so out of 10, <laughs> season one of that show out of 10 gets a solid eight. Season two, at the moment, I got to be honest with you, it's a five at best. And we'll, I mean, for the Echo, the Echo storyline, solid 8.5. But overall, with the, the actually, let's bump it up. Because the Echo storyline is actually that good, we'll bump that up to a seven. 6.5. 6.5. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> 6.5. It's a 6.5 season um, in what is reasonably uh, an 8 out of 10 show. Like, if you want some good laughs um, and some pretty good action for an animated show and some pretty good heartfelt moments and just some really uh, some really wacky uh, races, kind of like a, a speed racer or, or a wacky races from Hanna-Barbera uh, style stuff and, and really cool... F- cars and some really cool heists and stuff and government spying with some really funny characters this is the show for you like it's a good time it's you know it's a pretty good laugh and um i think even even i think they'll bring it back uh in season three um and really let echo shine because i get that's what they wanted to do you want to let echo shine and she deserves to shine she didn't get enough shine in season one um she's very she's very smart very capable and a great fighter she's the muscle of the team besides their monster truck friend um both of them are the muscle she's faster and quick you know she's the jason statham of the team and he's the rock right so you want to let her shine but don't do it in a way that makes you question the leadership of your main character because that don't make no sense uh (laughs) so 6.5 season season two 6.5 so far uh i'll let you know if that if that changes at some point but uh an eight eight out of ten show 6.5 out of ten season uh moving on to um jurassic world camp cretaceous now that is that's a nine show right there. that's a nine out of ten show nine maybe 9.5 actually actually thinking about it Thinking about this show, season one in particular, there hasn't been a season two yet, so all I can base this off of is season one. I can't find anything wrong with this show. So you know what I have to do. I have to give it a 10 out of 10. 
there might be a, an undercurrent of a noise here indicating some type of uh, congratulations or like a ringing bells or something. Who's to say? I don't know what I'm going to do after I edit this because it's 1147 at night and it's going up in about 12 hours. So we'll find out. <laughs> but if there isn't, well, clank, a clank, a clang, Mother Hubbers, because this show is a 10 out of 10. <laughs> You know, this is like a I can't I can't think of a show that I've watched that made me feel something the way that this show has made me feel um, in a very long time. And that's not to say that I'm like dead inside. I am. But <laughs> that has had very little effect on my ability to um, perceive content in, in television form. Um, this show is just the right amount of heartfelt, just the right amount of action, and just the right amount of comedy. Um, you get the motivations of your characters uh, very willingly and very early. Uh, and they're not, you know, like they base it off of very modern day stereotypes of like, well, it's the famous girl, the loner track star, the, you know, the, the, the dino nerd kid, the hypochondriac scared kid, and then the rich kid, and then the girl from Texas who's on a ranch. So she's just kind of friendly, uh, it's six kids. And then there are two, uh, there are two camp counselors who are clearly in love with each other. Um, maybe that's me reading into stuff. I don't know. Who's to say, but watch that show and then tell me that Dave and Roxy aren't together secretly in the background of this show. I'm telling you, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, um, I'm just saying it's clear as clear as day to me. I don't know if it's clear as day to everybody else, but it's clear as day to me. Just all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it takes this very like breakfast club ish feel of these six kids who are kind of different, um, in that they only have the only thing they have in common is they all have ended up at this camp. That's about it. You know, you have the very popular girl who's an internet, you know, star. She's a YouTuber or whatever. She's some sort of social media uh, personality influencer dealio. So she gets to keep her cell phone, right? So she can make videos about the park. And that's how she ended up there in the first place. You know, you have your loner track star who's sponsored. You find out in just a throwaway line at like the end of the show or whatever. <laughs> it's just a throwaway line. They just like whatever. Um, like you listen, spoilers from here on out. Let's just say that if you haven't watched these shows, go and watch them because uh, <laughs> they're very good. Go and watch them. Come back. Listen to this. Right. Um, and then go and get your friend and then tell them to listen to this as well. So spoilers from here on out. I'll give you I'll give you 10 seconds to leave. So nine, eight, seven, six, five. This is a fast count. Four, three, two, one. Okay, spoilers. Engaged. Um, so you you find out like the end of the season, like a throwaway line that she's sponsored by uh Jurassic World. Which is crazy. They're just sponsoring track kids now. They're just sponsoring track stars for the Olympics. Like, are you crazy? That's insane. Um you know, you got the hypochondriac kid whose mom works for uh, Masrani, who I guess owns Jurassic World, you know, so he somehow ends up there, even though he hates uh, everything and being outside. You have the dino nerd kid who wins his like Charlie Bucket golden ticket experience to, in a video game to be there as the only person to ever beat the game, I guess. You know, so he's your Charlie Bucket and your POV character to enter the world of Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous, uh, which coincides and take place at the uh, um, at the same time period as the movies as well, I noticed. And I think they pointed out very well, like it takes place during the Jurassic World issue like that you see in the movie. So this is happening like way away from the park on purpose because they, they don't want you running into like Owen and all these other people, but it's happening when the Indominus Rex gets out in the movies. So these kids are just having an adventure off in the woods while everyone's running for their life in the park. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you have him, you have Charlie Bucket, who's your POV character. He's meant to be us. Um, and then you have uh, you have Kenji, who's a rich kid, whose dad is, I guess, an investor in the park. He owns a couple of condos on the on the the island in the park and stuff. And he gets there because he's rich, right? And he learns over the course of the show to not be such a dick, you know. <laughs> and you have uh, you know, you have the your Dennis Nedry, who is um, who is the your lovely ranch girl from uh, from Texas, um, Sammy. And then you have uh, there's one more kid. Is there not or is that all of them? I think that's all of them, actually. 
yes, that is all of the children. And then you have, you know, co-counselors who are clearly in love, Dave and Roxy. Um, so they, they're all like very clear, like breakfast club esque stereotypes of teenagers, um, which I think they do effectively sorting them from that stereotype and separating them from what we, what you might think by giving them depth um, and breadth without giving away too much in order to make uh, a, a good a good amount of stuff for season two. Uh, because as uh, as we find out at the end of the season, the kids are now trapped on the island because they missed the boat. So everyone else, including Dave and Roxy, are gone. The entire park is deserted, and it's just these kids and this island full of dinosaurs uh, trapped together. So now they have to figure it out, right? Lord of the Flies style, which I think is really cool and really interesting. Um, like they did my dude, they did my dude hypochondriac nerd dirty. Because like homeboy got dropped off that train hard, dude. Like, oh my gosh. But the way that Darius is straight up just willing to sacrifice himself because he realizes that the kid is scared and realizes that the kid's not as courageous as he is and not willing to um put his life on the line um is amazing. And it it like that's the closest I've come to tearing up while watching a show in a really long time because he's clearly uh, clearly he could have said both of their names when everyone asked, what are you doing? And he's looking at this hole and he's saying, what are you going to do? You can't, we can't fix the problem. The only two people who are able to fit through this hole in order to solve the issue are me and Ben. And he just doesn't say Ben's name because he knows that Ben isn't as brave as him and he knows Ben is scared. So he says, well, one of us, whoever goes out there is probably going to die. He was right. <laughs> He's like, one of us is probably going to die. And I, I know Ben is scared and I know Ben doesn't want to do this. And he, you can see on his face this war of emotions. And he just he decides to sacrifice himself by just not even bringing Ben into the equation, by just saying it's just me. I'm the only person that could fit. And that is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in any animated show. <laughs> it was amazing. I loved it. Um and then Ben does it anyway because Ben realizes that he's a big boy, and he says, "I gotta, I gotta sacrifice myself for my friends. Love my friends." Um, and R.I.P. Ben, but not R.I.P. I guess because he survived, but he's cool, I guess. <laughs> um, he's really good, really good kid. Uh, I should have told everybody when I would stop talking about spoilers for this show. Huh? I'll put it in the description. Uh, that way people can come back and listen. Uh, and I'll edit it in at some point, I guess. Maybe, probably won't. But whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know what is happening. Uh, so moving on from that, that show, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Hoop-de-whoop-de. Um, other shows that I have really been enjoying that are animated. Um, this is kind of like an... A, it's one that's been around for a little bit, but nobody has said anything recently about it, I don't think. I haven't heard anything recently about it, and I didn't really hear a lot about it when it first dropped or when the second season dropped. And I'm a big fan of this show, and I really can't wait for the next season to come out. And I really hope Netflix doesn't cancel it um, like they're prone to do. Uh, the Dragon Prince very very fun <laughs> like i wish their dad like oh man um so yeah uh in the if you're back from uh listening to whatever or watching the show that i just said um all the all the whatever's to the spoiler discussions beginning and the end of all of them will be in the in the links in the description you can just go down there and you can find that and you can skip ahead uh to wherever you're you know that way you don't miss out on anything and if you want you know a different show then you can just skip ahead to that and then you know you know how it works i don't know why i'm trying to tell you how it works you know how it works dude i'm sorry do that sorry um you know how it works so yeah dragon prince um is a very fun show about just family really like it's family and figuring out who you are and figuring out who your friends are and learning about the true meaning of 
good and evil and balance and uh, figuring out whether or not things that you believe are true are the same as things that the world needs to be true in a way. I don't know if that makes sense because our, our characters, of course, they have their beliefs and then there's something that the world needs to happen even though the world, you know, society might have a, a choice or, or an understanding, there's something that the world, uh, not like people, but like, you know, the little in this in the sense of the dragon prince, the actual physical like world, like the the creatures living in, like that type of stuff, like Mother Nature almost, uh, has a need for something to happen, has a need for for a change to happen. Um, and then that becomes the truth of what their world is and it changes the way that their truths are, are presented and the way that their understanding uh, is shown in their world. It's a different understanding. It's a different perspective that they gain over the show, which I guess is the point of every show um, when it's animated or not animated is to change your character's perspective at the end of every episode. And I think the, the dragon prince does a really good job of changing characters in every episode and as the show goes on. And I think that's a benefit of, um, of modern day, uh, cinematography and script writing and, and filmmaking, um, and, and showmaking because stories are becoming one cohesive story rather than a serialized plot that every now and then throws a bone to all of us who, who love story and, uh, and furthers a plot ahead when in reality, most of the time it's just, you know, big bad guy of the week, um, <clears throat> who, uh, <laughs> that, that could have been bad. Um, I almost claimed I came real close to a rant there, came real close. Um, it was going to end with a lot of anger towards, uh, lost, uh, <laughs> and a lot of anger towards Game of Thrones season eight, and a lot of anger towards Dexter, actually, a lot of anger towards a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I came real close. I'm saving it, I'm saving it, building up again. Um, but the dragon prince does a very good job and it's also very cute it's very cutesy there's very little 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 like first love situation going on there which we all can remember uh we all remember our first crush and our first uh the first person that we actually had a chance with um <laughs> which was never your first crush your first crush is never the person you actually had a chance with it was always like her friend or something um or his friend i don't know what you you know you do your thing um you do you dude or do that do you um uh you know so it's it's always like that sort of situation and um this show does a very interesting job of like presenting that that feeling that is relatable to uh not just teenagers but younger kids and also adults like it seems to be something that's very uh generation spanning um in the way that they present in the show because oftentimes you see an animated show and they present relationships in this very childlike innocence way or this very romeo and juliet style where it's like we love each other no matter what and we'll run away and we'll die if we can't be together when you you know when reality you become an adult and you lose that nonsense you're just like oh god <laughs> i just want somebody who'll sit on a couch for three days straight and watch fritos or watch a watch a movie while eating fritos in a hoodie covered in crumbs <laughs> In Mountain Dew stickiness. That's, <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> Somebody who'll drink a Red Bull with me out in the middle of the woods <laughs> while looking at the stars, you know? So, you know, I think it does a very good job of presenting um, complex relationship mechanics uh, to both adults and teenagers. And also I think they do a good job of teaching it to kids as well, all within the same storylines. Um, all in all, 9.5 out of 10 show the dragon prince, 9.5 out of 10 consistent. It's consistent. Season one, I'd give it a nine season two. I give it a 9.2. So 9.5 out of 10 show on the dragon prince. Very consistent on the goodness and the wholesomeness, very wholesome as well. It's adorably wholesome and it's dark sometimes too my goodness but mostly wholesome um a show that i did not get as deep into as a lot of my friends and a lot of people that i follow on the internets 
uh, Voltron, Legendary Defenders. I know it's got like eight seasons or whatever. I'm going to tell you the truth. Copped out in about two. <laughs> I was out in about two, dude. <laughs> like, my main focus on that show uh, became less about the team. The team became less and less interesting as that show went on to me. And certain storylines became interesting to me. Um and the story as a whole became very repetitive and very boring to me um, as the show continued to go on once it got past season two, season three, season four, season five, season six, season seven, season eight. Um, at about season two, it seemed like there was no new spin that the story as a whole got but individual stories seem to continue to evolve and change and have interesting counterpoints but they only popped up every few episodes so what i ended up doing uh is after season two i ended up just following like certain character stories <laughs> so i got i followed the entire keith story all the way to the end i followed the entire um lance story all the way to the end i, I followed the entire like princess uh story all the way to the end um and then pidge i i followed about halfway through i think i'm gonna end up going back and just finishing the show um because it is quick but you know there were certain things that it just became more interesting to me um than watching the entire like because there were a lot of filler episodes and it, was, it became a lot of like we're chasing the bad guy and the bad guy gets away and then we meet up with the bad guy and the bad guy gets away and then it's a lot of like oh we we did a dog fight with the bad guy and the bad guy gets away you know there was a lot of that a lot of repeat like they came after you now you go after them now they came after you again now you go after them again you know a lot of like repeat stuff um and that really like threw me out of the the show in a way so um but all in all solid like solid seven of a show i'd say solid seven um interesting characters interesting story uh as interesting as you know as interesting as voltron gets i think voltron is actually very interesting i don't know why i said as interesting as voltron gets it predated power rangers and i'm a big power rangers guy uh <laughs> so i don't know it had deep lore before you know before i was really into lore um but yeah good good solid solid eight show for for certain storylines i haven't even finished the entire show but from what i've seen of like certain stories and the way that they grafted together um i give it an eight just for that <laughs> my rating system is insane uh netflix is putting out a lot of good animation their live action stuff is has, leaves a lot to be desired and is lacking greatly but their animation side top notch primo um what else <laughs> i don't know if there's anything else to say about animation um I will of course update as uh, as I finish off shows and and their ratings may change. So follow me on the on the social medias to see how I feel about certain things at at certain points in time as I'm watching it. Um, I'm rewatching Legend of Korra to see if my thoughts on it change. Because uh, I'll be honest with you, last time I I uh, watched it was when it was out on Nickelodeon.com, and I watched it every week. And I'm telling you right now, wasn't a big fan. And not for not for like any reason that people might that like I 100 percent I'm all about, you know, I'm all about female avatar 100 percent hit it. I love it. Um, but it's just the. Uh, the like the setup of the city, the 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 way that they've changed the viewpoint of the of the series from being kind of about the dregs of society to um, to kind of these elites it kind of it was weird it threw me for a loop i'm gonna be honest with you the whole thing with like toff and her daughters that threw me for a loop um with like who toff was in avatar and i think it was just comes down to like they didn't there wasn't a lot of in-between content there wasn't there was a lot of in-between content to get us from the point of the ending of avatar the last airbender to the point of legend of korra to fill in a lot of the gaps that we needed to to tell us how the characters how toth went from being a criminal to a cop how zuko went from 
where he was to where he was. <laughs> you know, what happened with Aang and his family, how Katara ended up where she was, like all these types of things. Um, there wasn't a lot of like in-between stuff to give us those years to fill in that chunk of time to really give us an understanding of where our characters sat. I think that's what threw me off. So I'm going to give it another chance. I'm going to rewatch it. I'm going to see maybe if my viewpoint has changed um, now uh, or if, I don't know, maybe I'll end up being more resigned to this idea. I don't know. I really don't want to, you know, I wanted, I want this to be very uh, discussable topic. I don't want this to be like an alienating thing between everybody. Um, so, but you know, uh, send me your Cora questions. Uh, because I really like Asumi. I, I really, Asami, I really did like her. I wanted to like her a lot more. I didn't end up liking her as much as I really wanted to. Um, I don't like Bolin for some reason. I, I don't know why a lot of the characters just rub me the wrong way in that show. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But hopefully, hopefully my, my feelings on it will have changed on my second viewpoint, um, on my second viewing, uh, hopefully, oh gosh, I don't know what that was, um, uh, so yeah, less, uh, recommendations, and then questions, I guess, I only have, like, two questions, um, from the audience this week, so, for the podcast, I only have, like, two questions, so let's burn through those very quickly, um, question number one, uh, it's from a friend of mine, Kevin. Uh, what up, Kev? Um, Kevin has asked, uh, what influences, um, if any, uh, have I drawn from certain rock bands? Um, and I think I think he probably he asked me this. He texted me this. Um, and I think he probably texted me this because of like the whole Eddie Van Halen situation. Uh, that happened where, unfortunately, uh, you know, the world lost Eddie Van Halen, who was uh, influential to most people who um, who are rockers. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if that's the... I don't know. Um, people who like rock music. You know, he's massively influential to them. He's massively influential to music and, uh, and most ways that guitar riffs and just songs in general are written uh today um so i think that's probably why kev probably texted me that um i did i took a lot there's a lot of um my music just i don't know my music kind of varies um it depends on what i'm writing and when i'm writing it and you know who i take inspiration from um when i was younger and i first got into music my inspiration of course uh came from Broadway and My Chemical Romance and uh, Jimmy Eat World and, you know, Bowling for Soup and, uh, you know, these kind of bands that were considered, quote unquote, emo punk or, or quote unquote, pop punk or whatever. Um, that was most of my inspiration. And that's still a hefty part of my inspiration and my daily music listening is mostly them. Um, if I'm, you know, if I'm doing work or something like that or writing or whatever, I'll, I'll probably turn on, uh, I'll probably be turning on like Jimmy world or, or like all American rejects or, you know, all time low or fallout boy or something like that. Like something, um, plain white tees as well. Weirdly enough. I don't know. I was a real big plain white tees guy back in the day. I don't know why. I don't know why I, I didn't understand it, but I was. Um, I was also into Blink-182. Still am. Still enjoy Blink-182. I don't care what Lawrence Sontag says. All right? I like Blink-182. <laughs> am I relevant? I don't think I am. I don't know. I feel like I am. I feel like I'm still okay just because I like Blink. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is, so that's mainly where like a lot of my stuff came from when I was younger and still today, but you know, I've, I've branched and gotten a few more inspirations as well as, as time has gone on, I think, um, you know, some like hip hop inspiration as well from like corpse, uh, all AKA corpse husband, very, uh, very good rapper. Um, shout out dude. 
um who's been dropping really amazing hits all like 2020 um dude is like fire dude um and he has a very distinct voice uh a couple of like um a couple of like r&b stuff uh from uh, what's his name uh what's his name i was just listening to his song uh a couple minutes ago uh toby wigwe toby wigwe um who of course dropped uh this the r&b hit uh try jesus a little bit earlier this year um so like you know different different genres i've kind of been listening to and and the sound is kind of resonating uh is 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 kind of cool it's kind of cool um and then the other question uh came from my cousin actually uh <laughs> um my cousin asked uh when am i actually going to finish and get uh the new podcast up um talking about history um and culture uh and to that i answer i will finish it soon (laughs) i promise i promise i'll finish it soon i promise um that is a bit of a is a task is a task um because i'm trying to get uh i'm trying to get guests lined up um for long times in the future so that we don't uh have um gaps in between me being able to speak with somebody new about something so it's um it's a lot of reaching out to people a lot of contacts and a lot of um getting involved with uh various communities and talking with various people so it's a lot it's a very it's a lot of groundwork and a lot of stuff that i'm trying to get handled and coordinated and scheduled out um from months in advance um and then of course you got to record that and I got to edit all of those and put those up. So it's going to be a bit, but I'm going to try and get it out as soon as I can uh, for all of you who are interested in history and culture and, and stuff like that. So if you're interested in that type of stuff, I'm trying to get a podcast together with that. So um, where I'll just be talking with, you know, the friends, people that I meet, um, you know, various uh, activists possibly with like political stuff and, and things like that to really talk about, uh, you know, history and whatever. Um, so, cause I do, you know, whatever, uh, I do academia, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> what am I at this point? Who knows? Um, <laughs> who knows, man? Uh, so yeah. So the answer to that is soon. I promise. <laughs> I promise soon. Um, recommendations, uh, for the week recommendations for the week i haven't thought of this actually i guess this whole episode has kind of been recommendations for the week if you haven't seen any of the shows um i hope i didn't spoil anything too bad actually i hope you uh were able to skip through and find the 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 information that you needed um so go check out any of the shows that i talked about in this episode definitely um and then recommendate i mean maybe for like a show maybe check out um upload is it's a very interesting very funny show from amazon weirdly enough uh about uh a guy is played by robbie amell one of the amell boys um who gets uploaded to quote-unquote heaven but heaven is like digital you know and as long as you're like you're paying for like data for a digital afterlife where you're like uploaded and stuff and so he gets uploaded and it's a whole wacky adventure of him figuring out a mystery and uh but it's also very funny as a comedy um and falling in love with you know with his guardian angel quote unquote um all these types of things uh it's very it's very fun actually it's quick it's a quick watch uh it's very fun it's only eight episodes long it's one season um so yeah check that out if you want that's cool um uh also i don't know check out awdnd maybe brandon cutler uh brandon cutler on his youtube channel um has is doing a dnd thing and on his twitch channel as well which i believe is also brandon cutler so his youtube and twitch i believe are also brandon cutler um He's doing a D&D campaign with uh, 
with the librarians, Peter Avalon and Leva Bates, um, uh, Boom Boom Colt Cabana, um, the best friends, Trent and uh, and my boy, my boy Chuck Taylor, um, and of course Orange Cassidy, um, and himself. Uh, so the, the them. Um, they're doing a D&D campaign, which is already uh, off the rails. It went off the rails five minutes in, and I'm really enjoying it. It's very fun. And they also, of course, they stream other stuff. So like if you're into Among Us or, you know, Fall Guys or whatever, you know, whatever popular games are happening right now, uh, they also stream those uh, together and have a good time. But they definitely do. Um, that D&D campaign is something to watch, and it's very fun. So check that out if you're into D&D, if you're into uh, whatevs. Go check that out if you're into wrestling or whatever. Even if you're not into wrestling, if you're just into D&D or just into nerd stuff or just thinking about getting into it, check that out because I think you'd like it. Um, if you're listening to this, you'll probably like it. Um, <laughs> so on the docket for next week, because this is Friday or whenever you're listening to this, um, but on the docket uh, is me finishing up the song that I'm that I'm writing and putting that out. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, check out my social medias and you'll find uh, information for that, where to go get it, where to download it, where to listen to it, um, where to stream it, whatever. Uh, all that information will be on my social media when it drops. And then I'll, of course, upload uh, update on the podcast when it when it does finally drop. Um, we're sorting out a couple like beats and overlay tracks and stuff like that. Um and then mastering it and putting it out pretty soon. So that'll be in the next uh, next coming weeks uh, will be when that's out and done. Um, <clears throat> so be on the lookout for that on the social medias. Uh, outside of that, um, we're trying to coordinate some stuff to talk uh, punk music with a guest um, and a couple of friends. Uh, so that'll be, be on the lookout for that. Enjoy that episode uh, when it comes out. And then we're going to talk some rumors and stuff next week again. We'll be back to normal. Uh, good times. Good times for all. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this time with just the two of us having a little sit down, a little, little, uh, little, little sesh on the couch. I don't know if you're, I don't know where you're listening to this right now. If you're wherever you're listening to this, hope you get up, be nice and warm. Or not, I don't know. You know, if you want to be cold, if you want to be cool, that's that's cool with me. Um, if you're on the train, I don't know. I don't know. Wherever you're listening to this, that's cool. Uh, hope you enjoyed. Hope you're uh, cozy. Um, hope you're hope you're safe. Hope you're dealing well. Um, with whatevs, let me know. Just DM me or whatever. If you're not, I don't like. I'm there to listen. Uh, that's cool. Um, you can you can talk whatever you whatevs did uh, or do that. That's your that's your thing, man. Um, so yeah, I uh, hope you enjoyed. I enjoyed this. Is me rambling for an hour. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't know if you're sick of my voice. Um, but my throat is definitely sick of my voice, that's for sure. Um, it's 12 30 in the morning here officially now that I'm uh finishing recording this. So if you're if you like this episode, subscribe to this podcast on whatever you're listening to it on share it with people that you know people that you don't know i don't know go out in the street and just yell listen to this podcast um share it with people T- text it around tweet it around instagram it around use the hashtag uh renpod r-e-n-p-o-d on all your social media um to like to let me tag me and stuff um for whatever uh leave it give it a five-star review and a nice rating because the more you review stuff and the more you you interact with it the higher up in the in the ratings it goes um rankings and whatever the more it grows and the more i can more content i can push out for you guys the more things i can do and the more entertainment i can bring you and the more and more entertainment i can bring you the more entertained you can be and the more entertained you are the the less stuff sucks um so help less help stuff suck less um by by giving a five-star review to this show um you can follow me on twitter uh, at Morgan L. Brooks. You can follow me on the Instagram at Morgan L. Underscore Brooks. You can follow me on TikTok, where I will be posting more TikToks. I promise you. Um, you can follow me on TikTok at Hidden Time Lords. You can follow me on Twitch at Hidden Time Lord. You can follow me on YouTube at Hidden Time Lord. Subscribe to it. Watch my gaming. Listen to my music. Do it. Do it. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast on YouTube, hey, what's up? How you doing? Uh, subscribe. 
give it a thumbs up share it i don't know do your thing uh check out more that's on you dude and do that all right um and you can send uh send me messages and emails send uh questions send fan mails whatever to any of those places and also to the email for the show renpodnetwork at gmail.com r-e-n-p-o-d-n-e-t-w-o-r-k-s at gmail.com um where i lovingly read through everything that that is sent in um and i love to read i love to see it it's awesome um and i thank you guys so much for listening um hopefully you'll come back <laughs> i don't know i said it like that but it's like a like a second date like hey you want to go out again um but yeah uh come on back listen to another episode keep listening join join it join um thank you so much i appreciate it i've got a lot of things in my head and i i just i need to get it out there and i appreciate that every every single person who listens um and every person that shares it and every person that uh that keeps um adding more and more to this weird and wacky thing that i'm doing um so yeah genuinely from the bottom of my heart thank you um that's enough sappiness for the night uh i'll talk to you next week bye friend bye (laughs) 